This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, October 1st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's satellites. Friant frustrated over veto. Newsom appoints conservationists. New questions about farm wage rates and Senate clears USDA funding. Frustration mounts over fixing the Friant Kern Canal. Friant Water Authority CEO Jason Phillips was disappointed with Governor Gavin Newsom's veto of Senate Bill 559 on Monday, calling it a missed opportunity for the administration. Phillips yesterday said the bill would have allowed the state to define appropriate terms for becoming a partner in a project to repair damage along the Friant Kern Canal. This is just the latest in a long history of snubs from Sacramento, he said, adding that Newsom's promise of a more holistic approach to the problem rings hollow to the San Joaquin Valley. Phillips explained that the Friant Water Authority worked in partnership with the Bureau of Reclamation for two years to draft a plan and financing for the repairs. The damage is due to subsidence related to groundwater overuse, which was exacerbated by decades of compounding water regulation by the state and federal governments, he said. Newsom appoints Ottoman Director to Water Commission. Newsom has appointed Samantha Arthur to the Water Commission. As the Working Lands Director at Ottoman, California, Arthur has worked with Central Valley farmers to establish bird-friendly practices and habitat restoration, as well as groundwater recharge projects. Arthur spearheaded efforts in 2018 to convince the Fish and Game Commission to list the tricolored blackbird as threatened under the California Endangered Species Act. USDA awards $72 million in specialty crop block grants. USDA Agriculture Marketing Service announced yesterday awards totaling $72 million through the Specialty Crop Block Grant Program. The projects will help increase demand for agriculture goods and help farmers in complying with the Food Safety Modernization Act. It will also finance research into conservation, improve seeds, and pests and disease. Another $4 million went to food security microgrants. USDA Killing Wage Survey Raising Questions About H-2A Rates USDA has announced plans to kill its survey of farm worker wages. A move the United Farm Workers claims is aimed at cutting wages for H-2A workers. In a notice posted yesterday, USDA says the fall survey conducted by the National Agriculture Statistics Service is no longer needed because of data that is available from other sources. The Labor Department uses the NAS Wage Survey to set the annual state wage minimums known as the Adverse Effect Wage Rate, or AEWR, for H-2A workers. This year, the rates went up 6% nationally, with farmers in some states seeing increases of up to 10%. Instead of providing genuine COVID-19 predictions, paid sick leave, and hazard pay to field workers, Trump now proposes cutting their wages in the middle of a pandemic that is afflicting them at an alarming and increasing rates. That the word of UFW Foundation Executive Director Diana Tellefson-Torres. Take note, representatives of USDA and the Labor Department, which sets the AEWR, didn't respond immediately to questions about the USDA action. 
Veronica Nye, an economist with the American Farm Bureau Federation, called the USDA move a step in the right direction to ensure the wage-setting mechanism for H-2A workers does not encompass flawed data that disproportionately penalizes farmers who rely on guest workers. She said nothing in this announcement states an intent to lower wages for domestic and foreign workers. Democrats postpone HEROES vote amid talks. House Democrats postponed a planned vote last night on their scaled-back coronavirus relief bill to allow negotiations to continue with the White House. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin was shuttling between House and Senate leadership offices yesterday. A first-term Democrat of the House Ag Committee, Virginia's Abigail Spanberger, tweeted her support last night for a negotiated deal. When we vote, we must vote on a bill that can pass the Senate, become law, and deliver relief to the Americans who need it. Passing a partisan bill that won't become law won't help working families, she said. The House bill includes a number of agriculture provisions, including aid to hog and poultry growers and the dairy industry. CCC, hemp provisions, clear Senate NCR. The Senate easily cleared a continuing resolution to keep the government funded until December 11th. The bill, which passed 84 to 10, will replenish USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation, a $30 billion line of credit that USDA uses to make payments to farmers. The measure also bans CCC payments to oil refiners but exempts biofuel producers. Another provision will give states another year to submit plans to USDA for managing hemp production. The CR extends the 2014 Farm Bill's hemp pilot program through September 2021. The National Industrial Hemp Council and the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture were pushing for that extension. Disaster services strained, lawmakers told. The COVID pandemic and the impacts of climate change are straining the ability of the nation's emergency management system to handle disaster relief, witnesses told the House Science Committee yesterday. They emphasized the need for the federal government to conduct more research on the best ways to prepare and respond. It should be of grave concern to us all, but to Congress specifically, that as we know our risk to extreme weather events and other forms of disasters is increasing, our ability to manage them is already struggling to keep up, said Samantha Montano, an assistant professor in emergency management at the Massachusetts Maritime Academy. Roxanne Silver, a psychology professor at the University of California, Irvine, highlighted the potentially severe mental health impacts of exposure to cascading traumas such as COVID, the economic downturn and weather disasters, including this year's derecho, hurricanes and wildfires. Here's today's He Said It. The science is clear on the harmful nature of these chemicals and AB 2762 will provide Californians with the same consumer protections already provided in the European Union. That assembly member Al Muratsushi of Torrance on his bill banning certain chemicals and cosmetics, which Newsom signed yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, October 1st. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.